Today, God is wanting to do something special, not just around you, in you. I want you to hear that, and I want you to believe that. God's wanting to do something extra special in you, for you, despite you. Today, he wants to motivate us. He wants to inspire us. He wants to, to take us all to a deeper level of prayer. Today's message is simply entitled, Why You Should Pray. And obviously, could share a gazillion reasons, but today God's led me to share with you in just a few moments five key reasons that you should, should pray. Well, you need to know this about prayer before we get started. Prayer, prayer is a privilege. It is a privilege given to every believer in Jesus Christ. The only way we get to the Father is through the Son. The only way we get to heaven is through the Son. The only way we get to connect one-on-one with God and, and have conversation with Him anytime, any place, is through Jesus Christ. Prayer is not only a privilege, listen, it is an opportunity that we all too often, if we're honest, take for granted. In fact, you talk to anybody privately who knows the Lord, and 99 out of 100 times, there's going to be hardly anybody, if they're telling the truth, they isn't going to say, hey, my prayer life could be better. And I, I tend to believe this, that, that the reason why sometimes we aren't breathing and living and, and, and looking forward the way that the Spirit of God wants us to is because we may be conditioned on certain things, but we're more worldly conditioned than we are prayer conditioned. Listen, prayer conditioning can take you, just like, just like physical conditioning can take an athlete somewhere that they otherwise couldn't go. Prayer conditioning can do that to you and me. If you think right now, you're like, well, man, you know what? I've, I've read so many scriptures, and I already know this or that. And I've told you before, most of you in here, um, you know enough to be dangerous that you could preach the sermon. And please let me know if you want to preach next Sunday. I would love that. But what's going to take things to the next level is not all that we know, but who that we know. And, and getting to know him more and more and more. I want to share with you, if you've got your worship guide, five reasons that you should pray. The first reason is this. You need to pray to draw closer to God. You need to pray to draw closer to God. Sincere prayer. When prayer is done right, okay, it's not about particular words. It's about the right posture. It's, it's, it's God being the center Christ being the way. Sincere prayer, it brings us the closest we possibly can be with God. I want you to hear that. Prayer brings us the closest we could possibly be with God. You say, why is that? Because prayer is a conversation with God. It doesn't get any more personal. In fact, it is a personal conversation. It is the most intimate fellowship that we can have with God. When we are praying, we are moving closer to God. Listen, God never moves, but he invites us to move. I've been walking with the Lord for many years, and, and when I look back and think about all the, 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 the twists and turns of my relationship with God, the thing that I find is always the thing that changes and has to change to get me closer to God is all of a sudden I begin strategically and more often and more sincerely praying. It's not a, it, it, listen, you may, you may determine in your heart that, you know what, I need to, I need to make sure that one minute a day from today forward, 
that I, that I give God all of my attention. If I was giving God one minute a day, I certainly would give him the first minute. Listen, there's times that God is trying to bring you closer and closer and closer, but you aren't taking time to draw closer. You're busy running around, ripping. Again, we've all done it. And, and, and uh, you know, I was sitting here thinking about how athletes say, they, they say that, um, uh, let's just say football players, they moved from high school and maybe they were the top player in, in their, on their team, maybe the top player in their conference. And then they moved to college ball, and, and all of a sudden everybody else was too. And, and, and what they say is that the players really begin to be most effective when, they, when the game starts slowing down for them, okay? Some of you, the game's got to slow down for you. Your life's got to slow down. You can't hear God when you're too busy running ahead of him. This is why Satan does anything he can to deter your prayer life and mine. He does everything he possibly can to go, hey, I'm going to make sure you do anything but pray. There, listen, there's plenty of people around us at other churches and here may go to church every time the door could possibly be open and yet knows in their heart that, hey, I hadn't stopped one moment to really talk to God, listen to God. Listen, prayer is one-on-one -on -one conversation with God. Prayer is drawing closer to God than you could ever be otherwise. Matthew 6, 9, Jesus says, pray like this, our Father in heaven. He's saying, hey, this is a conversation with our Father in heaven. Prayer is not you speaking to other people or, or to an imaginary friend. It is a privilege God has given every believer to have a conversation with God the Father. And by the way, God the Father, he knows all, he sees all, he can do all. That's a powerful conversation. Billy Graham once said, he said, prayer is the rope that pulls God and man together. But it doesn't pull God down to us, it pulls us up to him. Listen, Jesus made prayer a priority in his life. He knew it was critical that he stay clean and close to God the Father. And so John, Luke 5.16 says, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Often. doesn't just say daily. It says often. It doesn't just say sometimes. It says often. And it's, it's because he knew it was necessary. I want you to write that down somewhere in your notes. Prayer is necessary. It's not an option. It's not just for the prayer warriors or people who feel more called to, to pray or feel more comfortable praying. Listen, Jesus had frequent conversations with God the Father. To hear clearer, let me tell you why he met with him. To hear clearer, hey, what is it that, it, that you want me to do exactly? What is it that you want me to say exactly? He's, he, sometimes he's going to him knowing the answer. Listen, sometimes we go to God knowing the answer. But we need that confirmation, and, and, the, and the Spirit confirms it. It's like, okay, yeah, that's what I want you to do. That's what I want you to say. And you're like, but that's not what I want you to say. Listen, prayer is how we draw close to God. And I want you to hear this. Prayer is how we stay close to God. Prayer is how we stay close to God. Listen, God always makes himself available to us. We have to choose to make ourselves available. Listen, when we make an appointment with God, we need to do it just like we do other appointments. We have to make it a priority, and we have to be intentional. James 4, 8 says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. 
Listen, you cannot come close with God without coming clean. Do you hear me? You cannot come close to God or closer without coming clean. Listen, I, I, can't, I can't even begin to say, oh, God, I pray today is just a great Sunday, and I pray, Lord, that, that you use me mightily without saying, hey, God, clean me out. Change me. Transform me. Listen, there's so many voices calling out your name. You have to choose to draw near to the, to the voice that matters most. Because if you don't, all you'll hear is those voices. And those voices then will be greater than the voice. That's why Jesus knew he had to get away, get away from crowds. He had to get away from anybody at times to hear the still small voice of God. I love what Mark Hart says. He says, prayer doesn't help our relationship with God. Prayer is our relationship with God. Our prayer life is always an indicator. I want you to write that down somewhere. Our prayer life is always an indicator of how closely we're walking with God. Because, see, God didn't ask you to go work for him. He asked you to walk with him. You walk with him, he'll work on you, he'll work through you, he'll work despite you. He doesn't ask us to, to put the world on our shoulders. I've been there, done that, tried that. Once my back gave way, I said, well, man, I got to give that up. And by the way, how many of you know that sometimes God will, will bring you to whatever state of brokenness he has to bring you so that you understand you can't do it? But secondly, you need to know that you need to pray to align with God's will. We need to pray to align with God's will. Listen, anytime we go to pray, it's, it's all about God aligning with, with us. No, is it? Do you hear me? Is it about God aligning with us? Or is it about us aligning with God? And by the way, I mean, God already says in his word, he knows the plans he has for you. But oftentimes we want to make up our plans. So we come to God asking God to bless our plans that we put together, ask, trying to tell God what we're going to do today instead of saying, God, what do you want me to do today? Listen, we need to have frequent Often moments with God where we go, God, I need to be realigned. I need to, to make sure I'm, I'm in line with my attitude and my actions and my allegiance to you. Listen, Jesus tells us the number one way that we should pray is for his will. That's the, that's the main prayer. The main prayer is not God fix this, change that, help this, do what I like here, do what I like there. No, it is Father, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Look at Matthew 6, 9 and 10. Jesus says, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus is telling us, hey, it's already been put together. It's like you follow that GPS to drive. You need the GPS. You need, you need God's word. You need God's spirit. And you need prayer in your life so that you can hear from him. Because the Bible's clear. If you seek him with all your heart, you'll find him. If you seek God's will with all your heart, you will find it. I've never had a time. Listen, I might not see it clearly at that moment. You know what I'm talking about? 
You might not see it, but you listen, you know when your heart is absolutely in the will of God because trust me, in that place is peace even if there's chaos. 1 John 5, 14 through 15 says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. I just want to say something loud for all the people that sometimes want to prophetically tell God what he's going to do and act like they are some, um, you know, uh, psychic that, that can see everything in the future. None of us can see everything in the future. We don't prophesy and tell other people what God's going to do. If God's word says it's what's supposed to be, it's his will. And if God wants it to be done, it's his will. But we have to make sure that we let his will trump our will. And so we, we, we have confidence in our prayers that they're being answered and they're, that they're being heard and that it's what God's want. When we're praying, God, I want what you want. Billy Graham also said, he said, we should not pray for God to be on our side, but pray that we might be on God's side. There are many times that there are things you may want to do, but you need to pray whether it's God's will for you to do. See, if you just keep taking steps and keep doing things and saying things that you orchestrated instead of trusting God that of what he's orchestrated, you're going to keep finding yourself in ditches. Every time you take the next wrong turn, you're going to feel like things aren't right because they aren't. Listen, being in God's will, it gives us confidence that God is on our side. I want you to hear that part. If you know that God is on your side, Romans 8, 31 says, if God is for us, who can ever be against us? But thirdly, you need to pray to overcome the devil's schemes. You need to pray to overcome the devil's schemes. Listen, to not fall for Satan's lies, you need to know God's truth found in his word. By the way, God will not lead you anything. To, there's nothing that we can say is his, is his will if it contradicts with the principles and truths of God's word. To overcome your human emotions and, and feelings, you need God's spirit, the Holy Spirit living within you to lead the way. That's a, that's a weapon that God's given us. God's word is a, is a weapon to withstand the trials and challenges that you face each day. You need faith. Man, if we operated by our feelings, we'd all just fall apart, wouldn't we? But to overcome all that the devil plans to throw your way, you've got to stay prayer conditioned and connected to the power source. Listen, prayer is our greatest defense. I want you to write that down. Prayer is our greatest defense when it comes to overcoming the devil's schemes. Because when we pray, God sends down an army of angels to fight with us and to fight for us. The devil is always looking for a way to take you away from God's will. And therefore, our prayers, I want you to, maybe you need to write this down. They don't just need to be reactive when something falls apart. They need to be proactive, knowing that life is often falling apart. 1 Peter 5, 8 says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. 
He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Listen, if you are thinking that a lion is prowling around trying to get to our spouse, trying to get to our marriage, trying to get to our children or our grandchildren, why would we not pray? And I'm telling you right now, the Bible says the, the devil is prowling around like a lion looking for anybody he can devour. And he especially wants to come after the most vulnerable and ignorant of his word and most not covered in prayer. Listen, Jesus told us to pray because the temptations are greater than us, because the things around us are greater than us, because the devil is greater than us. He's just not greater than God. Matthew 26, 41, Jesus says, Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation, for the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Oftentimes people think I'm joking when I say, listen, even as a pastor, I quit every week. And I mean every week. Ask my family. I just go, well, wait a minute. Let's just get past Monday. Get past Monday. You got things in your life. You would quit if you didn't know it was what God wanted you to do. And if God didn't help you. And if you didn't know God was there to help you. Listen, prayer is one of our greatest weapons of defense that God gives us when it comes to overcoming what the devil will continue to throw at us like flaming arrows. Ephesians 6, 11 through 18. I'm not going to read all of it. I talked about some of the other armor. But it says, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. Put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. So pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert. And be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Listen, you might feel that you urgently need to pray today, but tomorrow you need to urgently pray. Every day you do. Because we need to understand the devil is looking for those who like to take a break from God. In fact, he loves to mess with people who like to take a total break from God. But fourthly, you need to pray to trust God with everything. You need to pray to trust God with everything. I think that is the, at the very heart of prayer, is coming to God and bringing to God everything. Listen, prayer is putting things in God's hands that you can't handle alone, or maybe you can't handle it all. Whatever is going on in our lives, whatever is worrying us at home, at, at work, at, at school, in this world, God's Word tells us over and over again to give everything over to Him. Look at 1 Peter 5, 7. It says, give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares about you. Notice it didn't say some of your worries, all of your worries. Listen, this includes the, the, the worries of the past and the present and the future. Listen, Jesus kept trusting God the Father until His, literally, until His last earthly Breath. Look at what he did on the cross, Matthew 19, 46. It says, then Jesus shouted, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. And with those words, he breathed his last. There's a difference in giving God a few things versus giving God your entire being. When I come up here to you, if I sound like a woman who's nine months into um, pregnancy... It's because I'm giving him everything I got. Mind, body, soul, heart, you name it. 
I'm trying to give it to him. I'm trying to get out of his way so that all you see up here, hopefully, is a vessel. Hopefully, all you see is the cross. Billy Graham once said, he said, don't ever hesitate to take to God whatever is on your heart. He already knows it anyway, but he doesn't want you to, to bear its pain or celebrate its joy alone. Listen, it's only when we learn to be grateful for all of God's goodness in our lives and choose to trust God with everything in our lives that we're able to have, listen, his supernatural peace. How many of you, you want supernatural peace? You don't want a peace that this world gives. By the way, Jesus said, he said, um, I, I give you peace not as the world gives. Trust in God, trust also in me is what Jesus said. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, it gives us those ingredients for peace. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. Here's what I found. If I'm holding on to even one piece, I can't have total peace. If I'm holding on to one thing, and, and while I might have given it to God, I really was just saying, hey, God, you know I'm going through this stuff, and I'm going to go back to dealing with it. I'm going to go back to handling it. Listen, the Scripture says, His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Listen, you nor I were never, ever meant to carry things on our shoulders alone, and especially God-sized things. You cannot have peace in everything when you're not trusting God with everything. Thanking God for all you have. And, and by the way, that matters. Let me tell you why that matters. Because when, when you're not thanking God, you aren't recognizing the blessings of God. And you need to recognize the blessings just as much as you need to give God the burden. It's both and. You come to God, you want to you wanna acknowledge that he's God. You want to confess your sins to him. But you want to thank him for everything he's done, is doing, and will do in your life. And then you want to put before him, hey, this is what I got going on. God, I know you know it, but I need your help. I need your strength. I need your peace. I need your direction. Listen, when we're trusting God with everything, I want you to hear this. You can look forward with confidence. See, that's where my confidence comes from. My confidence does not come from Craig. My confidence comes from Christ. My confidence comes, doesn't come from me thinking I got it figured out. In fact, the longer, I, the, every day I live, is just one, I could just write you a book a whole lot longer of everything Craig Crosby doesn't know. But what I do know is when I give it all to him, it always works. What I do know is that the scripture says, commit everything to the Lord, commit all my plans and actions and attitude to the Lord, and the plans will succeed. So I'm telling you, we're going somewhere. And when we get there, you're going to go, well, hey, I know it wasn't that stupid preacher that got us there. Maybe you go, well, hey, I know, I know it isn't going to be anything of me. I'm, I'm begging some of you on this. Join me in the journey of surrender. Join me in the journey of surrender. You will not regret it. Some of you don't even realize that everything you're holding on to is the very things that are, in it, that, are, that are keeping you from ever reaching your destination. you got to lay it all down. you got to trust God with everything. And listen, sometimes you have something. It's not just a matter of you got to trust him with it this moment. You're having to continue to give it to him, literally, by the minute. 
by the hour. That's the way it is sometimes. You got to pray when you when you breathe in, pray when you breathe out. But every time that you, it comes upon you, you need to turn what is coming into you and what is turning within you to the Lord. Turn it into a prayer. But last but not least, I want you to hear this one especially. You need to pray to see God work miracles. You need to pray to see God work miracles. Now, I want some of you to just tune in to what I'm saying to you right now. Some of you, you have a health condition that only prayer can change, okay? Some of you, you have a marriage holding on by the, the, the hair, your chinny-chin-chin that only prayer can change. Some of you have a child or a grandchild that is very troubled with prayer that can change. Listen, when nothing else can work, Prayer works. Therefore, you need to pray. I want you to write this down right beside the see God work miracles. You need to pray to see the otherwise impossible. You need to understand that, that listen, prayer can do what other things can't do, and it can make the impossible possible. Prayer is looking to God, not looking to you. Not saying, what do I think could happen? What do I think they could do? What do I think they will do? It is looking to God to intervene and to do what only God can do. Listen, there are so many things in life that only God can do. And Jesus often pointed out to his disciples that sometimes all we can do is pray. But it's not just a last resort. It should be the first response because Everything else takes things this level. Prayer takes things to the limitless level. Matthew 19, 26, in the Amplified Bible, it says, But Jesus looked at them and said, With people, as far as it depends on them, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. There were times that Jesus' disciples were trying to, to cast out evil spirits and things, and, and, and they ran across a situation where they're like, Jesus, um, how come... You were able to cast that out, and, and we weren't able to. Mark chapter 9, verse 28 and 29, it says, After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, Why couldn't we just drive that spirit out? And Jesus said, Only prayer can drive this kind out. Only prayer. What do we say sometimes when somebody's in the ICU, and, and we're like, Hey, we don't know if they're going to make it. Only prayer can help them make it. What do we say when the doctor gives us news that we want to hear? Only prayer. What do we do whenever everything that was precious to us has fallen apart? We go, all I can do is pray. That part is true. There are many times that all you can do is pray, but I want you to understand, prayer makes the impossible possible. Prayer is calling on God to do miracles. Because listen, anything God does that you and I can't take credit for, it's a miracle. Listen, through prayer, we can see God move mountains. You have a mountain in front of you. Through prayer, we can see God change our hearts and lives. Listen, some of you, you have family members that you need to be praying for, you need to be interceding for. In fact, you need to have less conversation with them and more prayer for them. You need to have less conversation about them and more prayer for them. 
We all have those people amongst our family or our friends that we go, man, it would have to be a miracle if this happened, if that happened, if this person changed. Well, what if I told you God can do it? Some of you, just think about it. Many of you, you are miracles. Many of you that are looking at me right now, you did not ever expect to be sitting in a church or to be a devoted believer. Listen, prayer, through prayer, we can see God perform miracles. James 5, 16 says, The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man, a believer, can accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God. It is dynamic and can have tremendous power. Listen, we all need to, to pray big, bold, believing prayers. Billy Graham once said, he said, we can change the course of events if we go to our knees in believing prayer. Prayer is more than a wish. It is the voice of faith directed towards God. Hebrews 4.16 says, so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. And there, at that grace, we will receive his mercy. We will find grace to help us when we need it most. Would you bow your heads with me? As we, in a moment, we'll open this altar up. Or maybe God just wants you to make wherever you are right now his altar. But I'm telling you today, today God didn't want you to come and, and just hear a message and some music and you just say amen to it. It's something he wants you to live. It is something, it doesn't matter who you are in here. This is, listen, at the heartbeat of our lives and this world is we got to get back on our knees. We need to quit talking about it and we need to start praying about it. In fact, usually... The things that we talk about most are the things that we need to pray about most. So as this altar is open, I, I, I invite you, I invite you to join me at this altar or make that seat your altar. Or maybe you just stand with us here in a moment. Before we even sing, let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, Lord, I, I just, Lord, ask that you would lead our time of response. Lord, may we not just hear your truth, but may we respond to that truth. Lord, may we not just respond in, in obedience, but in faith. Lord, knowing that you can take us where we can't take ourselves, you can do what we can't do ourselves. God, may we lay everything and everyone in our lives at your feet today. God, draw us closer today. In Jesus' name, amen.